I did. I do. Welcome to Deconversion Therapy. This is the letter sewed. And I was remembering the other day when you and I both came up with a song at the same time. Yeah. I'm embarrassed yeah. at our old selves. <laughs> We've yeah, matured right. so much. Um, we're not going to. That is why Bill Hader. Uh, of SNL fame Mm -hmm. and other things said he will never be on social media. He's like, I'm embarrassed of things that I said and thought yesterday. Right. Right. As we all should be. Well, that's exactly because, you know, I love the TikTok, but I'm looking at things going, holy shit, especially when it's (laughs) like accounts of their kids and it's just the kids. I'm like, you are putting them in therapy People are like, oh, it's so cute that you film them while they're trying to poop in their diaper. No. And I'm like, oh, mm, mm, mm. Wait, what was the one that you sent me the other day where the man was talking and his daughter yells out from the window upstairs? That's right. He's like just sitting on a stoop trying to record a TikTok, I guess. And then it looks very, the girl looked very young. Maybe 14. I looked at his file. Yeah, he was probably, she's probably like 13 or 14 or something. She yells out the window, hey, dad, can I get a labiostomy or something like that? (laughs) Something to do with parts and reconforming them. And he's like, what? Um, What? No, no, no. And she goes, why not? No, ask your doctor. <laughs> but I love, I mean, I will, i got to send you another one I was dying laughing at. One thing we'll ask you to do is rate and review us. You can find us on all the things and social media. But I wanted to read you, Bonnie. Someone rated and reviewed us and wrote, Thanks, guys. This is a much more fun way to deconstruct. Very simple. Very short, helps us get seen, but I'm like, good, because it can be so difficult and tragic for people. Yeah. I was looking at Naked Pastor, and woo, those pictures. No, he's an artist, (laughs) and he's someone that's deconverted, David Haywood, and he does really great cartoons, but he has just been doing these funny graphs where... On one axis, it says one thing and the other says the other, like how deep you were in and is on one mm-hmm. axis and the other, how hard you deconstruct is on the other. Mm-hmm. And it's just a straight up arrow, like, you know, mm-hmm, right. But one was how holy you think you are and how much of a dick other people think you are. <laughs> and again, a straight up arrow. I also enjoy a Venn diagram when it's good and biting and sarcastic. Yeah, because I mean, those things, they're stats, they're statistics. Did you take statistics <laughs> in like high school or Oh, no, I took it in college, and I was a whiz with statistics. Wow. It was fantastic. I loved it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and there lies the difference. (laughs) It was great because you can spin anything. Very true. If you use the right statistic. Okay, so I said I was reserving this story because before we got on pod, uh, we were talking about poop and... That's a favorite. Someone else's. Correct. 
that does not sound not even that doesn't sound good either. Pretty much sort of like poop jokes, but I was like, do you remember this story? And I can't remember where it was or anything, but this girl goes on a first date. They get along well. They go back to his apartment. Of course, she has to take a poop, and she goes in his bathroom and does like the hugest poop in the world. And she's so oh. embarrassed, and she tries to flush, and it won't flush down. And she try, and she's panicking, so she yeah. picks it up, and she pulls down the window to throw it out. But <laughs> when she pulled down the window, it made it a double pane, and the poop went in between the two glass things no. and got stuck. <laughs> And she's like, he's going to just see my poop, you know, stuck in the window. So then she crawls and puts her hand in there to try and get the poop and pull it out. And she gets stuck. And so after a while, she's like, you know what? And she starts yelling his name. She's like, you're going to need to call someone to get me unstuck. So hiding I, all that. she pulled up her pants before all of that happened? I think, I hope. Oh. I can't even remember. That oh. would be bad. But so her, this is a lesson to everyone. You can only push your shit down so much <laughs> before everyone will know. So, yeah, nice. so he knew, and then the fire people, and, you know, they're all like, what were you doing? As her hand grasps <laughs> around the turn. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh I put the window gosh. down and then someone threw a poop in here. Now I'm like, <laughs> so oh, random person. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like all of the things that they do on TV shows and movies that are kind of like that. Like I can think of Ross getting the powder and the lotion stuck on his legs when he was trying to pull up oh, yeah. his leather pants. Yep. Like that wasn't as funny. Like the poop one is so specific. It's so it's you know, and getting caught between a window of like what? Poop yeah. is poop is a shame. It's something that's natural that we all feel such shame about. It's very odd. There's a book that used to crack me up for kids called there, Everyone that's Poops. It. Everyone does it. You don't need to pick it up. And you don't need to <laughs> throw it. Handle it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, perhaps we won't go out on another date, but do you have a plunger? Right. I don't know. Why do I need one? I just want to see the brand that you have. <laughs> right. I just want to see. Um, okay. So on that, on that note, I was in somebody's apartment, and I guess they forgot that I was in the other room, and they were out in the den. And then I hear the wateriest. Oh, God. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I can't say anything for a while. So I laid low <laughs> and then acted like it was, you know, oh, hey, by the way, did you see the email that just came in? Right. And so there was a long pause. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> like... As their so, mind kicks over, like yeah. Shit. So, so all the things had to be calculated. Like, 
how long do I wait until I say something? Maybe another one's coming uh, and I don't, I, and I want to let her off the hook. Yeah. And then, um, then it, then it turned into, I owe you an apology. I passed gas before. I'm like, okay. I was letting you off the hook and acting like nothing had happened. Right. We could have completely denied it and gone with that. That is the proper social etiquette. Yeah. You yeah. let it pass. Literally. Wow. Literally. Well, yeah, everybody's going to give you like a mulligan or not, that's not the word or whatever, but everybody's going to just. Uh, avoid talking about it. Exactly. But oh no, <laughs> I owe you an apology. Well, I don't find <laughs> I don't find poop stories that entertaining. But I can tell you, there is not a male on earth that doesn't mm-hmm. enjoy poop jokes. And like mm-hmm. my husband will die laughing, and he <laughs> is friends with this doctor back in Australia, and. When someone gets impacted, what does that mean? That means that constipated. Yes, but more like a considerable amount, like a train backed up for a long way. <laughs> and okay. sometimes you have to go to the doctor where they manually, all right, do things. <laughs> I can hear people going. Forward 15 seconds. Forward 15 seconds. All I'll say is that my husband, we keep asking him to tell the story again, My his friend that's a doctor, because uh-huh. the bottom line is they all had to wear goggles, and that's the end oh, of that story. You don't want fecal matter in your eyeballs. You don't. Um, no. Speaking of shit, let's read... Listener letters. Wait, I have one more. There was a woman who I was friends with, and she had a son, and he was probably like, I don't know, 12 when she told me about this, and to watch his face go, you're going to tell her that story? It was a better story than what I'm going to tell you, but the gist of it was he was constipated, and she used a barrette to (gasps) fiddle around in there and make the poop come out. Oh, my God. A barrette. Didn't you have a popsicle stick? Oh no! A butter no, spreader. No. Um, and I you mean, don't, just a variety. You don't do you that. Don't. You don't put things. <laughs> you just no shoot. I yeah. said shoot instead of ship because I don't want to think about it anymore. All right. So, want to read a letter? Or you want me to? <laughs> Let's see. I will start off. Sometimes I don't start off, and I'm going to start off. Um, Let's say I sent them to myself. Why am I not seeing them? Okay, here we go. The first one I'm going to read is from Julie. She wrote, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, and she wrote very nicely how it's supposed to be pronounced. It's not Adventist. It's Adventist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. nice judgment, Julie. Um, and then she said, so I went to Sabbath school instead of Sunday school. Oh. One Sabbath, some guy was trying to teach an object lesson and brought lemon juice and a bunch of condiment-type things. He would have volunteers come up and would give them a glass of juice with a special ingredient added like ketchup, hot sauce, horseradish sauce, etc. All kinds of things that don't go with lemon juice. Not that lemon juice should be 
Jeez, or, or do they? I mean, that sounds a lot like a Bloody Mary. Not that I would know, but... It, well, true. Everyone took one sip of their disgusting concoction and put <laughs> it down. Okay, I need to know what this is. Was this the thing, like, chewing up Oreos and spitting them out, where it's like, this is what it's like if you give your body to <laughs> another person before you're married? Right, and then every person they give their body to. Right. Uh, Wait, is there a chance that you're doing what a lot of people do to me in movies and the rest of the letter is going to tell us what it was for? I don't know. (laughs) All right. So she says, I was one of the lucky few selected to participate in this lesson. I was, which, when are we going to start being able to sue for stuff like this? Anyway. I was given ranch dressing infused lemon juice. Now, something you should know about me is that I love ranch dressing. So I downed that sucker so fast and even thought about asking for more. (laughs) I remember the guy saying, oh, wow, look at her go (laughs) while I was chugging it. I mean, is it any different from squeezing lemon on a salad? You're just missing the salad. The final (laughs) kid got to drink lemon juice with sugar added, so the whole event was leading to normal lemonade for some reason. I'm not entirely (laughs) sure what the point of the lesson was. Something about adding things to God's Word? Whatever the point was, I don't think I was actually supposed to drink the lemon ranch concoction. (laughs) (laughs) And enjoy it. Exactly. So... (laughs) Good, good on Julie for ruining a good, like, you know what? <laughs> Metaphor. This is going to work on these kids. I know right. it. It's going to change their lives. Let me do something that's considered, you know, torture when there's <laughs> war going on. Right. But I'm going to make them volunteer for it. Although I will tell you, this is going to give me brain fodder for a while because I've got to go run errands today. So I promise you whatever I'm doing in the car, whatever I'm listening to in the back of my mind, I'm going to be, what was that metaphor supposed to be? What was the lesson they were trying? And so if any of you guys know it, feel free (laughs) to email us and tell us because I'll eventually end up Googling it, but I think I'll figure it out. I think it's, I am going to guess that it's something like, um, your attitude or whatever, like if you add horseradish and like a spiciness or whatever, that's not going to make it good because in the end they added sugar. So it's something about being sweet. But lemon is the through line. It is. Lemon. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And maybe it's something that we're not even thinking of. Maybe lemon is like fornication. And sweet is the really right guy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But making young kids drink something that would look like (laughs) sperm is probably not, it's not good. I said it. That's right. That's not what it was. Okay. So, all right. Well, thanks, Julie. Um, All right. So, here we go. This one It says okay for us to read her name. Um, Her name's Jen. She says, oh, Jen has had sex. You know how I know? 
<laughs> it starts <laughs> off like this. When my daughter was in sixth grade, <laughs> her friend invited her to Bible camp. I had attended an evangelical-based Bible camp for many summers as a child in the late 80s, early 90s. Ooh, I wonder if it was in Florida with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I knew what she could expect. I was just beginning my deconversion journey at that time and had mostly shielded my own kids from some of the more colorful church teachings I had grown up with. I advised my daughter to say she was baptized, <laughs> even though she wasn't. <laughs> so what you're going to do, we're going to start off with a lie, and it is a big one. <laughs> And not to fall prey to the inevitable altar calls that happen regularly at Jesus camps. (laughs) We didn't call them that. Um, uh, Coaching your kid to lie before Bible camp is definitely not a good sign. On pickup day, we were treated to a special performance from each activity group that was centered on the theme for that week. The most memorable was the synchronized swimming group that performed a routine while chanting that week's theme. What was the theme, you ask? It was, don't seek revenge, rely on God's wrath. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) nothing creepy or awful about pounding that phrase into a kid's head. Needless to say, our daughter did not return to Bible camp again. My God, I thought you were going to say something like, don't lie, be fisher of men or something positive. <laughs> don't seek revenge, rely on God's wrath. <laughs> wow. For that to be a whole week long thing. I know. And that someone has the idea of, you know, it's really going to blow them out of the water. <laughs> Let's get our one-piece suits on and then scissor legs. Scissor, scissor. I wonder if they were swimming in a lake with possibly alligators like we had been. Yeah, moccasins. Ew. So I remember camp, my most disappointing thing was, for those out there that don't know, which is everyone, my mom was an artist. So we were always doing very creative things growing up. I want to tell you the most creative thing that was ever done. First of all, they had like all these cutout crosses. And for arts and crafts, we went outside and we painted them brown. That was it. They were like four (laughs) inches tall on a little stand. And you're going to put this shit somewhere in your house. Oh, wait, so you, you each got one to take home? It wasn't like, let's paint all the crosses brown for... A display? No, no, it was for your own <laughs> oh. use. <laughs> you and because we got some free brown paint. Right, right. And because someone's grandfather's like, I want to contribute. Let me cut out 300 crosses for this camp. Oh. So <laughs> I painted mine, and then, that's right, I got a paper towel, and I wiped it off so it looks stained. So Ooh. when you lay them out, Everyone else's looks stupid, and mine looked magnificent. (laughs) Stupid. And so we let them dry, and then they're like, come back and get them. Mine was gone. Someone stole my cross. The good one. And probably has it in their thing right now, going, look at this designer cross, high end. (laughs) They've got it in the tub under their bed, like... (laughs) Restoration I'm looking at right now. Hardware. 
the kind. Okay. So, uh, did you put glitter on it? No. Probably not. Bonnie, there was no frivolity. It was brown paint <laughs> and a cross, and that was it. Okay, this is from Lindsay. It's a it's a multi-paragraph. All right. Okay, for most of my childhood and adolescence, I attended a tiny rural Christian school in the South that adhered to a fundamentalist independent Baptist theology like women can't wear pants kind of place. We wore uniforms to school consisting of pleated skirts that hit at or below the knee, of course, and polo shirts emblazoned with the school's logo. Honey, you are Catholic. They did not tell you. <laughs> no, I think it's a good idea for uniforms. I like a good I uniform. I always think, yeah. Yeah. But I also wanted to interject, like, women can't wear pants. They have to go nude. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like Donald Duck. <laughs> what? And just have a shirt on. I'm not right. breaking the law. Okay. These particular folks at this school were of the breed that they did not believe in going into debt for anything, and the school building itself reflected this. That's Jehovah's Witness, right? No. Don't they have piles of money? um, I know, but... (laughs) I I don't. This is independent Baptists. They save money on pants, obviously. (laughs) Okay. These particular folks at the school were of the breed that they did not believe going into debt for anything, and the school building itself reflected this. We had toilets that were constantly out of order, lockers with broken doors from the 1960s, a decorative, quote, fountain at the entrance that sat derelict and without water for at least 15 years. Yeah, I was wondering why the quotes are around the word fountain. (laughs) (laughs) Was it also a toilet? No. Okay, as long as it was empty, we knew it was supposed to be a fountain. Everyone threw their poops in it. (laughs) (laughs) And an enclosed breezeway that connected the sanctuary with the school building. Uh Uh-oh, is this Uh ours? (laughs) I don't like that. Um, School building that leaked every time it rained and smelled overwhelmingly of mold and mildew. Their beliefs about debt didn't stop them from buying the new pastor a Cadillac one year, but I digress. I arrived at school one morning to see an old tour bus sitting in the parking lot, the kind with the little bathroom in the back. Ooh, that's fancy. Uh Uh-oh. Puzzled, I asked my fellow students what it was doing there, and lo and behold, the school had bought it for transporting students to away basketball games and field trips so that we no longer had to carpool in parents' minivans and station wagons. They had paid cash, bought it, used, (laughs) fixed it up a little, and that spring she was ready for her maiden voyage. The principal... Okay, let me just pause right here and say what I thought you were going to say is they bought it just because there was a bathroom. (laughs) It was going to be like, we're not going to fix the bathrooms in the school. (laughs) You just have to go out to this bus. Can you please turn the air conditioning on? Also, wait, let me just just re-interject something. When you were saying when she was talking about the smell of the school, I'm like, couldn't have been our school because ours smelled like formal to hide after a frog <laughs> fell over. <laughs> the had got on everything. <laughs> um, okay, the principal, knowing the high school students had not been on a field trip probably ever, decided <sighs> to take us on a trip too. Oh, 
Tallulah Gorge in Georgia, about oh, three hours a day. I mean, I've three hours there. away. <laughs> Bonnie's I've raising her hand. Me. I, I'm included. And him being ever so slightly more liberal than the pastor announced that girls oh. were permitted to wear pre-approved khaki pants with oh. our crusader polos for the first time ever. We were so <laughs> pumped. <laughs> the trip pants. <laughs> The trip started out normal enough. We left early with sack lunches and boarded our, quote, new bus outfitted in our khakis and tucked in navy polos. We arrived at Tallulah Gorge, ate our snack, snack lunches, sack lunches at some picnic tables, and then were led down the trail nearby. We ended up walking this trail for hours. We sweat through our polos and khakis with little water. And finally, upon approaching a road, got to sit down in the grass. It was about 5 p.m. at this point, And the principal announced that the trail continued. And it, quote, wasn't that far back to the bus. Sure. <laughs> but we protested and whined enough that the principal and the bus driver continued without us leaving us with the one remaining chaperone on the side of the road. Looking back, this was foreshadowing of what was to come. About an hour later, the bus finally rounded the corner. An hour, my God. Wait, so they could go pick them up, and they did? Yes. Okay, good. Well, now I'm glad they protested. Yeah, that's it. Protests, do it all the way. Yeah. As we made you our to go get the bus. You're the one who decided on this dumbass trip. <laughs> As we made our way home, though, the smell of our teenage BO on the bus <laughs> became overtaken by the smell of something burning. The bus driver pulled over and ordered us <laughs> off the bus. We sat on the edge of a mountain road at dusk waiting while he investigated. About 30 (laughs) minutes later, back on the bus we went. But lo, the smell came back almost instantly. So shortly thereafter, we pulled over and got off again. This cycle of stopping and getting on and off the bus continued four times until it was dark outside, and about four hours had gone by, and we were no closer to home and without food or drink. Oh, get lawyer. I want to, I'm going to become a lawyer just for these things. <laughs> just for this. Yeah. How do I do it? Is there a phone number? Okay. Since this was in a time before cell phones, yeah, were pervasive, mm-hmm. the adults on the trip had to flag down passing motorists <laughs> for help. <laughs> As alas, there were only beepers among the adults <laughs> and teenagers aboard. So, so you couldn't call anybody. And you just beeped them. <laughs> but you couldn't call exactly. them anyway. Exactly. Just the beep. only person. If you if you stopped for a minute to think like how futile a beeper was exactly for the person who really needed the help, mm-hmm. they had to rely on another person placing the beeper call, like the hospital right. to a father in church yep. who gets to leave. He always seemed. I, I always felt swag because my dad was like the only one who got to get up. Yeah, and then he would go back <laughs> to a hidden phone in mm-hmm. a hidden closet 
few yeah. knew about, except the people that ended up having sex there, supposedly. Oh, I never really knew that until Wipe recently the phone when you told down, me. Okay. Dad. Okay. Finally, a truck driver pulled over and was, by some miracle of some God, able to fix whatever the problem was. We got back on the bus, sweating, starving, and miserable. We finally arrived back at the school at 2 (laughs) a.m. Where our parents were waiting. Can you imagine? Just our, you know, there were prayer circles. We just need to all gather around. But at least we had that little bathroom on the bus and some AC on our ride home, right? Wrong. Wrong. Neither of those features worked. Some girls ended up peeing in the woods on the side of the road. Oh, damn those pants. Um, While others stood sentinel. To make sure that we did not cause our brothers in Christ to stumble by accidentally <laughs> looking upon our bare asses. And the AC in the bus only worked when only worked intermittently. And that is a story of Big Bertha's maiden voyage at my Christian school. Oh, that God. sucks so hard. And I I'm sort of blinking out of distant mm-hmm. memories of horror mm-hmm. situations like that where mm-hmm. you're just you're you can't communicate with anyone and the buses yeah. always break down and you're either waiting for another one and you're like I have to pee so bad but I'm not <laughs> telling anyone and that is why Karen <laughs> peed in a train on the way to DC when she was in sixth grade and pretended she didn't <laughs> Sorry, that one is still that that one is where you and I diverge, and I would have been like, "Could we please stop the train? I must pee." <laughs> Not I. And there was a toilet in the train. So I had no idea why I was like, you know what? It's too much effort. I'm just going to oh make God. the whole place stink. <laughs> And then not say a word, a although word. people are accusing me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was telling someone the other day, I just, every every camp story and every ride in a bus story that I remember all come with just, it was hot. It was, it was oppressively hot. Yeah. And somehow there was no air conditioning <laughs> on any bus. Nope. And um, you would do like you'd pull down the windows with that double hand thing, and then, but every mm-hmm. once in a while they'd be like, don't roll down the windows. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay. Maybe you it was dangerous. Do one more? Okay. Uh, but Tallulah Gorge really is pretty. <laughs> I, I keep thinking of the details though. Like, if all the parents were waiting there, do you suppose that one set of parents, maybe, I don't know, decided to take the road where the bus should be coming from and see if they might find them along the side? Wonder if that was happening. I think or if they, they were all just sitting there hoping that God. prayer worked. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So, this person whose name is also Jen. What? Said, it's okay. (laughs) She spells it differently. Um, How can you spell gin differently? Two ends. Well, yeah. (laughs) 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 Great. Don't let me answer with my stupid joke. 
That's where I was going. Okay. Uh, my story. In the early 90s, I moved back to my hometown to take a job as an art director at a Christian giftware company. Ugh. <laughs> hey, someone had to design all that Jesus junk. <laughs> Do you need a cross person? Because... Right. I can paint you good in. <laughs> and I'll make it look like it's stained. Um, do you remember that website that we found very early on in the days of the internet where you could buy crap where Jesus was with a kid and there was one where he was playing hockey you and one where he was can. roller skating? Yeah. I'm sure, but that was like one of the first. Wow, the internet is great. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys, look at this crap. Um, All right, so she says, anyway, after a few years, I ended up in a charismatic, non-denominational church that I now disaffectionately call the Nut Hut. (laughs) (laughs) I know. As a single woman in my mid-30s, I was supposed to remain sexually pure. You know, capture every impure thoughts kind of crap. Well, that's kind of hard to do when every other sermon seemed to be about satisfying your spouse. Ew! Yep. Ew! That's, why would you? Why would you give a sermon on that? Yeah. That's strictly Sunday school <laughs> advice. It's oh. definitely weekend seminar where you go to another oh. church. Information. But a sermon? Oh, anyway. She says, I was okay with that. But then she added that she was praying for him to be well endowed. (laughs) Wait, I skipped a sentence. We got to go back. Okay. (laughs) Like, what? Okay. Um, I became conscious of keeping my eyes up when I talked to people, if you know what I mean. I made friends with several married couples. One day, one of my married female friends told me that she was praying for a husband for me. I was okay with that. But then she added that she was praying for him to be well endowed. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to ask specifically. You do. You can't just blanket. And it's not going to be a problem if she ends up with someone and then <laughs> that friend said, did my prayer come true? And you have to answer. Right. Uh, she says, so I'm a single woman in her sexual prime trying to fight off any sexual thought. And this woman now made me want to check out her husband's crotch more than ever. <laughs> I guess that's why you pray for it, because she must know. Or okay. she's very sad. <laughs> right. Yeah. I should have You're made my prayers for more. Th- That's right. <laughs> You're going to want me to help Learn you Learn from me. <laughs> uh, let's see. I would literally look at the ceiling when he was around. <laughs> A few years later, another friend told me the same thing. Keep in mind that I am under five feet tall and of a small build. I could not think of anything worse than <laughs> a huge man um, <laughs> pounding into me. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't think of anything worse. Okay. <laughs> Ask Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I she did not think that that was worse. Okay. She thought it was better. Oh. Um, have you seen that? No. You're going to have to ask one of your children to help you I'm, see it. I'm going to be, I'd rather, <laughs> I, I pass. Okay. <laughs> Um, is that going to be edited out? <laughs> um, okay. 
I finally had enough and told both of them that God knew what I needed and would provide for me. (laughs) I eventually left that church because I did not like the judgmental person I felt I was becoming. As I shed my religion, I became more open to what and who I really wanted in my life. Turns out I was right all along. What I needed was another woman, not a well-endowed man. (laughs) What is it with evangelical women and their devotion to penises? (laughs) I have so many stories I want to share from my days in that awful job and horrible church. If you ever want to do an interview with someone who was deep in the Jesus junk industry (laughs) keep me in mind there's so much to that word junk is she talking about the penises or the material Um, it's true like is it that you know oh he'll be able to spread seed more easily i don't know but well, let me finish her letter and I'll tell you my oh, theory. Sorry. She says, I've got story after story that would blow your pants off. <laughs> Love the podcast and keep up the great work. <laughs> oh, it's always fun to have a, an episode that is focused on going to the bathroom right. and with what appendages that could happen. Right. Oh, my God. Um, the... What were we saying that I was going to add to? I just remember like, you and I were at church camp, and when we did our skits, there was one guy that, although we didn't understand how penises worked, we realized <laughs> that his, he was wearing thin pants, and his was pointing in a direction, and that's all you could see during his skit. So all of us were like <laughs> looking at each other like he, what how do we get should we tell him you need to lay should that thing him? down <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about and I can't wait to find out Yes you will find out No I think the whole praying for the well-endowed man could also be like what you were saying the xy axis yeah. The x-axis is how good you are at stuff, and the y-axis is how big it needs to be to compensate for how bad you are. There <laughs> so you like, go. That's my guess is what the prayers were. But that's a very specific It's prayer. a very specific. Woo. I don't care if he has any talents or is nice to me. Right. Wow. <laughs> I think they would call that a talent. So there you go. Bye. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, that was um, that was fantastic. Keep them coming, please. And we do have a backlog log um, mm-hmm. of more. God. We will get to yours, and we just love reading them because it's it's a connection, Bonnie. That's what it is. It is a connection. It's a give and take. It is, and it is so funny thinking how much Jesus junk there is (laughs) in the world. I just love that that's an industry. I know. I love it. Um, All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week, and don't be ship piles. And if you took my cross, I want it back. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Where do I get one of those necklaces with a T? That's a cross. Cross from where? (laughs) 